so. Hey! This is JJ and Alex. I made a name for myself, I told you I won't be denied. As you wrap up your day, it's time to get your fix of the teams you live for and the sports you love. This is JJ and Alex, presented by G2G Bars on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Welcome on in. It's another edition. It's a 2000s edition of the JJ and Alex program here at 97.5 EKSL Sports. No, keep it pumped up. Let's go. Bring it up. Come on. How are we supposed? Outcast has aged well. This is how I, this is college right now. I can hear this. Some hey, yeah. Really good stuff from the 2000s. There's also some really awful things that came out of the 2000s. Music wise, especially. My heavens. Pop culture-wise, just a horrific decade. JJ went through today, and it actually made me hate humans. Because he went through the list of the reality shows that came and and went. And then some that just stayed, obviously. (laughs) Unfortunately. (laughs) But the 2000s was the decade of, obviously, some pretty darn good jazz basketball teams. And that's why we're, of course, honoring 2000s night tonight at the uh, at the Hornets v Jazz. The thankfully the All Star Weekend is is behind us now mm-hmm. in the rearview mirror. We're back into basketball, and tonight they're going to be honoring some 2000s uh, players. We're going to go through our 2000s list. Do John and Carl still make the All Decade team of the 2000s? Just because they were technically in the 2000s? Yes, have to. Right? They still were making playoff series. On top but of the that, the funny thing is, when we could get it, this is an interesting debate. Who's your starting point guard okay. on the Jazz All 2000s team? Because I'm going to be very honest with you, and I know a lot of longtime hardcore Jazz fans are not going to like what I'm about to say, but 2000s Darren Williams was better than 2000s John Stockton. It wasn't even close. Yeah, I don't disagree. I mean, 2000s John Stockton, we're talking about, I mean, he only did two. What did you have? Two seasons, two or I three mean, seasons? Technically three. Yeah. If you combine, you know, if you look at it that way. Yeah. But then, do you say the best power forward in the two thousands wasn't Carl Malone? It was Mehmet Okur <laughs> or Carlos Boozer or the Booze? Um, Carl Malone still scored fifty points in a playoff game right. in the year two thousand. So I'd probably still have to go right. with the mailman. But it's close yeah, because but the, Boozer was a two time All Star. But the ultimate betrayal uh, to go to the Lakers. Might take you down the list a little bit at the very end of the career. Well, yeah, we have Lakers suck yesterday. They suck again today. <laughs> they did back then, especially. They didn't get the title, did they, Carl? My goodness. I guess my brain just separates Don Stockton, Carl Malone from that era of jazz basketball. Oh, yeah. I really just focus on the Darren Williams, Boozer, Memo, Andre Kirilenko teams. Well, we've and got that run they made. We've got a full day of running down the best and the worst of the two thousands. The best. Music from the 2000s, the worst. Despite my best efforts, I tried to get Dashboard Confessional on the program today. And you know what? I Actually, when we started to listen to it during the the, uh, pre-show meetings, I said, it's better we don't listen to it. It's better that we don't. Those are bad bad memories. Those were breakup songs of the 2000s, the early 2000s for me. We're not going to get emo today. We're not going to do it. (laughs) All right. There's no reason for that. We've got tons. Oh, here we go. (laughs) 
Boy, every song started like this in the year, in the 2000s. Oh. It wasn't like a rap a rap tune or R&B. It was so bad because the decade before there was a punk revival and then all these bands, like Faked these it. young bands thought they okay, we're going to do punk but we're going to make it right. sound like pop. Faked it. And we're going to make money doing it. And it was just so bad. Why so is bad. this guy so sad all the time? Yeah. All right. Well, these guys were Taylor Swift before I'm Taylor gl- Swift. <laughs> that's that's mean. Like that's you, mean you, to Taylor Swift, bro. You could take dashboard confessional lyrics, throw it into a Taylor Swift song, you wouldn't know the difference. Yeah. All right. We got to get into the show. <laughs> We've got tons to get through. So many uh Look, we just want to take you down memory lane. This was I graduated from college in 2005, and so I was like, you know, that uh that early 2000s, half of that decade was dedicated to really bad TV, really bad movies. We've got all of it for you. Because really bad also could equal really, really good. All right? Maybe to you. So let's kick the program off as we always do. It is a Thursday edition of the program. Let's get right to the cut right off the bat here. It's time for the biggest story of the day. This is what made the cut with JJ and Alex on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Uh, oh, what's going on here? I was wondering. I was like, dude, speaking of a, th- a two thousand, the year two thousand throwback. Hey, hands. Hands has cash. Thank you for donating to my <laughs> child's uh, school lunch fund. Hands has cash, by the way. Like, what? It, it, this is a throwback to the two thousands. I'm glad you're honoring the jazz with your carrying cash around. What's great is JJ's over here acting like Alyssa Milano. <laughs> 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 like I need to donate to anything in your family, hey, JJ. He's got that. He's got that TV money. <laughs> he's got the TV money, man. Yeah, yeah. God, this is this is crazy. No, we were just. I was asking Hans, what were the what the uh, the best years of his life? Uh, like, were those in the two thousands? And he went. There was a very specific answer, and it was also without hesitation. Will you give us those numbers again? Ninety six to two thousand six. <laughs> I got state championships in there. Yeah. I got contracts, professional contracts. Oh, yeah. You got Lavelle. I, I, I got an ego. Like, I had a belief that I actually mattered in this world Good for, for you. a minute. Good for you. Like, it was a, there was a time. And, Gosh. of course, life taught you differently. Oh, it beat you down. At some year. It at some point down. in time. Uh, 07, it got real. <laughs> it was, ooh. Uh, was but a lot I can, going on. I can safely say life started in 1999, February 13th. Oh. What a great day. Marrying yeah, the, I was gonna say, the love of my life. I was going to say. You're that, trying to make up for Valentine's Day right now? Uh, yeah, I, I, I forgot. You got married the day before? <laughs> Valentine's Day? Is it just so it had it built oh, in? That's I com- yeah, I comboed it. It's so you built it in. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I comboed it. I knew that it needed to be a full, enveloping, romantic weekend, and mm. now that's what it is. You're a genius. Yeah, it, it's worked out. You'd be like, no, it's that's for our anniversary and Valentine's. That's for everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Smart. enjoy these flowers <laughs> from Jimmy's flowers. See, and I got, <laughs> see, and I got, well, you know what? Again, it's, it's all making sense it's right beca- now. It's, it, it's you all know, making sense. Enjoy. But you got the, you got the double, I mean, you had the, it was, you got the big bundled flowers though. Oh and it yeah. It yeah. so much. Yeah. yeah and Jimmy's it costs a, so much. And they, those things are still on the counter looking all fresh. Yeah. And I'm um, like, enjoy the spa package from Spa Trivia. <laughs> you, <laughs> you guys and, know me all too and well. And listen, but to start the meal off tonight, 
Here's a G2G bar for the appetizer. <laughs> he walks out of the studio with a G2G bar. I'm sorry. Did that fill you up? Well, wow. let it be the full course. Well, uh-huh. I'll put the lobster thermidor back in the fridge then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For another day. Hey, I love the show, guys. You guys are killing it. Thanks, Hans. Y- y- you make my drive home a blast. Yeah, well, you, well, thanks for the being. It's a tough follow. You guys, it's hard. Oh, no. Oh, but days really like hard. today, though, we're going to have a ton of fun. There's going to be so many 2000s memories you're going to have You're gonna have to dip into today. Awesome. Sports memories, life memories, all of it. We're well, going gonna to hit all of it today. Well, I'm going to go jump in my car and enjoy it. Let's thanks, do guys. it. There you go. Hans Olsen, everybody. Carries cash in the year 2024. Was he doing a KSL classified deal? You still got deal? those gold bars? <laughs> He's doing a KSL classified deal. That he deal. bought in 2020? There you go. Freaked out. Nice. I'm just kidding. I have no idea. Hey, guess what? Uh, like I said, we already hit the cut, didn't we? Yeah. yeah that was Did when, we? That was when Hans came in. <laughs> uh, I don't remember. Hans totally threw me off. I got Steve. He that, you know stayed what? here the whole time. I was like, that's, that was actually, that actually, you know what? If you have a 10-year span of winning state high school championships and going to the NFL, it's pretty darn good. Like that's a good. So he's right. Like he's not going. Oh no! It was the. It was the. It was those years were the best, and these were the worst, or whatever. Like none of those. He's like, no, it absolutely was this decade. So it's awesome. Now that being said, he and uh, Scotty have had a pretty good darn, pretty darn good run too. So it was, it was nice that they got together. So that was good. All right. Uh, yes. The cut brought to you by G2G Bars. Like I said, all natural ingredients, no preservatives. The G2G Bar is a perfect protein bar. Uh, you can find them at Costco, Holiday Oil, Maverick, Associated Foods. Also popping up at the 7-Elevens and Smiths across the uh, Wasatch Front as well. We've seen a bunch of those. So uh, tons to do here. We've got to get into it. And, and, and again, it, unless it's something that if you're looking at this, at, at tonight's game, and you're going, oh, man, this jazz team's going to look bad in the second half. It's a good it's a good one to get started with because this is a built-in W tonight. Am I wrong? Am I wrong that this is an auto an auto W tonight Do you for the want Jazz before I get into W's it? for the Jazz right now? Well, I mean, that's a different conversation maybe, but yeah. maybe this is a conversation we have to have today because I'm 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 in this weird place where you want the Jazz to have that winning vibe and culture moving forward, but it doesn't benefit them. To kind of be in the middle here, where they don't make the play in, but they don't get that pick. You gotta yeah. Keep, it, 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 what what do we do? What do I what, get it. What's the goal here? Is my point between now and the in the next twenty six games that's left in the season? What is the goal here? So it's development the, of the current right. guys in the roster. You want to get nights like you had from uh, from Keontae George a little bit more frequently. Absolutely, absolutely. You like want. he had on Thursday. I don't know. I mean, my my thing is is that what did we say the best scenario was for them in terms of their draft and all the stuff? Is it to finish 13th? Is that the best option for them? Or is it 12th? What was the best version of how this thing can go down if they don't make the playoffs? They don't, if they don't make the play-in, then what's the best version of this? You got you want to keep that pick at this point because right. you need the, you need the the chances you can take in the draft. And you're not in the you're draft. You're trying to this build year, the right? roster Yes. You are good enough this year to be a playoff team. So what do you need? What's more important right now? Finishing 11th in the West or keeping that pick? Which one would you choose? Yeah. Because 11th in the West doesn't get, get you in you the play-in. No, gets you nothing. It doesn't get you your pick. <laughs> right. So this is a weird place again, kind of like where they were last year, where obviously they, don't, they didn't have a situation with having to convey a pick. Again, I got convey into the show. Uh, you know what? 
We need to like have a dinger every time I say. <laughs> well, not just that. We should have also a. Uh, it's been zero days since we've worked the word "convey" into the program. Yeah, there you go. He's con- he's conveyed the pick. That's like when somebody goes, "Oh yeah, he tendered the offer today." I'm like, "Stop saying tendered." It's not a chicken nugget. Just he signed it. Just say he signed it. Come on. Uh, so many things though about the 2000s and this jazz team. So they're going to honor the 2000s and the jazz decade. And look, the 70s decade, the 80s decade, and then going into the 90s decades, now you're starting to lose. Like, Locke is like, ah, <laughs> I don't have a bunch of my favorite songs from the 2000s. I was steeped in my professional career. Uh-huh. Right, 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 right. Bowler's not going, oh, yeah, my favorite my favorite band from the 2000s, Dashboard Confessional. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, not Bowler's pick. Bo- I don't think Bowler's emo. <laughs> Could you? Yeah, he's probably more uh, Aria Speedwagon listen, than Dashboard Confessional. I would if assume. you could, if you could tonight, if I could pick, and Bowler's got beautiful hair, but if you could go Jimmy Butler on Bowler's hair, <laughs> we went <laughs> just, for emo, just for the two thousands night, go please. totally emo. I he's love too, it. He's too pro. He's too good for that, and he is. He's way better than us. Yes, <laughs> so he there is. you go. All right. So in the year in the two thousands, what was the best part of the two thousands for the, uh, for this Utah Jazz franchise? Now, by the way. We were still firmly planted in the in the uh in the Coach Jerry Sloan era. Yeah. Albeit the tail end I of it. I think his best coaching was in the two thousands. He kept the streak if I'm alive. Honest. Right. He kept the playoff streak alive. One hundred percent. And he kept as I long mean, as he could. As long as he could. Obviously <laughs> he was, it ended in two thousand three, but a lot of jazz fans look back on that two thousand three four season right. when they were picked to win nine, ten games, and Andre Kirilenko became an all star and you had a, a Team led by Carlos Arroyo, point guard position that fought each and every night. Raja Bell. Oh, Raja Bell. Yeah, there was there was there was some good moments there, but it was a transition for sure. And so, what's what's the what was the peak? It was obviously oh six oh seven. Yes, you had two All Stars, and you had Darren Williams emerge after his rookie year in oh five oh six, and they made an incredible run to the Western Conference Finals. Yes, it was aided by. A first-round upset by the Golden State Warriors over the one-seed Dallas Mavericks, a team that won 67 games. But who cares? Yeah. They made it to the conference finals that year and uh, ran into a San Antonio team that wasn't going to be denied that year. And you look back on that decade, Yeah, and if it weren't for the Lakers and Spurs teams, who knows what that group could have done. Who is your starting five for your 2000s Jazz team? Can I, should I make it easy on you and just say let's throw out John and Carl just for the sake Don't, of having yeah, the argument? Not, let's not include them because in we the know because we know obviously where they stand on the but in then the history. You're part essentially of it. taking the starting lineup of those teams. You're going to go Memeto Court Center. Okay. You're going to Carlos Boozer power forward. Got it. Uh, small forward. Not AK. Andre Karolinko easy. Okay. Yeah. So we got AK in there, and then uh, your two guard. Ooh. Now, that's the difficult one, <laughs> right? That's the difficult one. Because you got a lot of options there, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, Ronnie Brewer was a part of that group. Um, you know what? I, this is going to – I'm going to go Rajah Bell. Okay. And then your your one is My, It's uh, obviously D-Wing. Darren Williams. Yeah. And then you've got you, – the tough part is a guy that I would love to put on the list, but he was also a, po- a power forward during that time and then ended up playing for the Jazz in the next decade was Paul Millsap. Oh, Paul yes. Millsap was a great story, second-round pick, and, and he, he was – it was kind of funny as, as jazz fans. I know the vast majority of them, I mean, didn't love Carlos Boozer because he was just kind of aloof. 
and you saw Paul Millsap out there, and it's like, I kind of like Paul Millsap's a Jerry guy, and Paul Millsap was, he really fit the Jazz DNA, as we've always heard. And there was, it felt like sometimes fans loved Millsap as much, if not more, than than Carlos Boozer. But uh, it's been nice to see Carlos Boozer come back and really embrace Utah again and, and be more visible and be around. It's been pretty cool to see that, and we're going to see him out here tonight. But that would be my starting five. You, who's your Who's your five? I would be. I would have to mimic that. I guess maybe you could. You could say, uh, yeah, Ronnie Brewer. Maybe could be. Could have been that. Uh, could have been that two. Maybe. I'm trying to think of. I'm trying to see. I. I'm negative. I'm. I'm one of those guys that got. I'll find the. I'll find the weirdness of. Because uh, I went straight for who would be the most awkward guy who made an appearance at the game tonight for the Utah Jazz from those two thousands years. I think it's really cool that Derek Fisher came back for tonight's game. I think it's really a nice deal. It's a nice, it's a nice deal. Uh, that that uh, would that have been the first time he even landed an airplane in the stadium? That would stadium? be a, a, almost like a WWE moment, right? Oh, here he comes! Now, would there be like a little? He bit lied of, to get out of two. Right? Would there he be? He lied a, to get out of two contracts. Would there be? He's a, back uh, again. Would there be a moment like a cathartic moment for Jazz fans who? Give him a standing ovation, and uh, and and everybody would be healed by just by Derek Fisher coming coming in. I don't know. I mean, to me, to me, there are there were guys. I mean, that's a the, complicated era. Well, of yeah, because jazz basketball. Well, well, yeah, but well, at the same time, Derek Fisher is also playing on a really good team at that moment, yeah. right? Because he was in that 0607, uh, you know, he was on that 0607 roster where Mehmet Okur made the All Star team. Yes, um, they were in the midst of beating Jeremy's uh, very difficult to beat Houston Rockets. Was Hakeem still on the team at that point? Was the dream still on the team at that point? (laughs) You mean Yao Ming on the team? Sorry. Yao Ming the dream? Yeah. Yeah, Same guy. Again, complicated (laughs) era for Rockets fans, too, because you're post- well, the Tracy McGrady era. Remember the posters during the playoffs they made? Oh, no. The, <laughs> Scotty Pippen. Scotty. Yeah. Those, those jerseys. Those jerseys. So bad. The pinstripe jerseys. 30 year old playoff virgin. Oh, my. <laughs> or the second round playoff virgin. No. Yeah. What was it? It was something like that. I forgot about T Mac. I blew the uh, delivery you there. You forgot right. about T Mac? That's probably your third best player of all time in your franchise. Dwight Howard? No. Dwight Howard, <laughs> Vernon, Vernon Smith. Ma- well, Vernon the Jets Maxwell. on TV still uh, making Jet- a fool of himself. But the yes. Jet, by the way, might be just because of his TV run, might be the most recognizable uh, rocket behind Hakeem still. Charles, so there you go. Chuck, <laughs> uh, Chuck was very. That was his era too. All right, so so many things to go through on on the show today. So many so many things to honor. Obviously, during the uh, during the moments of of the two thousands, we're gonna get obviously to all of our. Our music picks uh, for the entire show of the 2000s, good and bad. I mean, I don't have any problem. But this is a a transformative moment. Those 2000s were big, right? Uh, graduated from college, got married. No, not in this order. Graduated from college, started working at KSL, got married, had my first child in the 2000s. Like, are you talking about my life? Oh, sorry. Is this all the same for you, <laughs> too? Exactly. Yeah. It's like you're just like a couple years here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, all that stuff happened to me in that decade, too. I know. So, guess what? A very formative period of time. Yeah. yeah. And it was weird for me because I, I was a lifelong jazz fan and grew up with the, you know, the Adrian Dantley, Daryl Griffith, and then into the John and Carl era. And then suddenly, I, in 2005, 
covering the Jazz was my job. And so I went from fan to covering it as my job, and that, that certainly throws you for a loop. Trust me. I'm telling you. It that, was, that was that a transition be, for me. This, Even though these aren't your best jazz teams of all time, to be able to transition from the John and Carl eras and to finally get to the moment where – but to still have these teams be competitive and be pretty darn good. Yeah. Even the 2003 team, like you were pointing out, didn't go to the playoffs, but they were 40 and 42, and they were supposed to win 13 games that year or whatever, 17 yeah. games. So that's the power of Jerry Sloan getting him through the 2000s. It wasn't a perfect era, but it was a good era, and Kevin O'Connor and Jerry Sloan deserve credit for that. There you go. Okay. Hey, all day, we're not only going to be honoring the 2000s jazz teams, but also it's a Thursday, which means our Hercules Hero of the Week, brought to you by Hercules Credit Union, is going to be uh, – we're going to read that out for you at 450. So that winner, the nomination is uh, on our desk. We've got it. And they're going to get a $50 Visa gift card courtesy of Hercules Credit Union. Home for the best coverage of the Jazz, Utes, and Cougars is right here on The Zone. This is JJ and Alex. Presented by G2G Bars. On 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Welcome back. We have to get to the chorus, so don't let oh, sorry, play. I don't want to talk over this. You can talk over it. No, that's fine. But when the chorus starts, we got to stop. That's only the rules. If, only if you sing it. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm not going to, because I'm a huge Jack White fan. I think he's one of the best rock musicians of this era. Right there with Dave Grohl. So I'm not going to do that. That would be blasphemy. But I love this song. I'll listen right this along with you. probably my top five song from the 2000s. Here we go. Yeah, man. Good memories. The, but the White Stripes aren't together anymore, are they? Well, it was just him and his sister, Meg. I, I know what I mean. Like The White Stripes are Jack White. He I know. plays all the instruments. But see, I was going to say, though, I'm saying, are they going to come, is it going to like James Taylor and the White Stripes this summer at, at uh, it's like we give out all these other tickets. When do we have to wait for when the for when the uh, James Taylor and the White Stripes? I'm right. We just played the we played the James Taylor commercial <laughs> in the break. We're talking about all these artists who are like they're that. Still, would be an interesting combo. They're still doing this. An artist from the '60s, an artist from the 2000s. Maybe is recognized. Yeah, I know. the hook on this song is as recognizable as any from the oh, yeah. from the 2000s decade. Okay, so listen. Yeah, this is very this is very college. You probably listened to this song while you were playing NCAA football. That's not in your dorm. Not inaccurate. I never lived in the dorm. EA Sports. Yeah. It's in the game. It's in the game. Wherever you lived. So that guy who does the voice, EA Sports. It's in the game. He uh He's no longer with us. No, I'm just kidding. He still does <laughs> You this. killed another he- guy. <laughs> just kidding. You did it again. He, no, he's, he's still with us. And I will say the last NCAA, the last NCAA football game that I purchased had featured uh, Larry Fitzgerald on the cover when he played for Pitt that final season. Uh, and he won the Blitnikoff Award that year before he went to the NFL. Uh, 2005 was the last year that I bought the NCAA game. 
And it just so happened to be also, like, that's the last time I bought it. I don't know when the last one was made, though. NCA 14. 14? Yep. So I, I will say, I think that part of the reason why is because I was on my, I was out of college. I was working. And I just didn't, that wasn't, I didn't have, I mean, I want to go, I don't want to go full, uh, you know, my dad, channel my dad here and go, I just didn't have time for that foolishness anymore. <laughs> Now, now I have all. Now I will find time for that. Wow, how you've matured! I know I'm such a mature dude. So, NCAA 2005, 14 was the last year it was made. 25 is when we're going to see the next one. July of this next year. Okay. Now the problem is, is the only the only system that I have in my house now is the Switch, which I know that they will not make it for. There's too much stuff going on. There's too much stuff going on. So. The Curry household how, needs an upgrade. I was going to say, how do I broach this conversation with my wife? Like, hey, NCAA football, it's coming out next year. Um, I'm obviously going to need to get it for my job, which she would almost, I could almost trick her on that. But then when I go, it looks like I'm going to have to get a brand new Xbox to also go along with this. The thing that my wife has, has absolutely told our kids like we are not bringing an X- xbox into this house she's one of those moms all right i barely was able to get the switch into the house it was because of covid i was like, oh, what else are we gonna do during covid come on we gotta play super mario party you, you're gonna have to figure this out because you gotta have it. i know so ea sports you're, you're an xbox family well we, we would be we would be an xbox be. family okay I, listen i got the original xbox that was what i played these games on i was a that was I was I had the original like it weighs like forty pounds, dude. That black mm-hmm. Xbox, you know, I can still picture and plugging those uh, plugging those the corded. You still had the cord, uh, you know, controllers that you plugged in, and now I'm gonna have to figure out a way to get NCAA football 2025 in my house, and I don't know how I'm gonna do it. I feel like this is a losing battle. That's how much control I have over things in my house. You played on a PC? Do you have a PC? No. I mean, I, I do. Yeah. What? What? I mean, just throwing it out there. Let's, listen, I'm already overweight. Apparently just nerds. I don't want to be looking like that guy. Who that? I don't want to be that guy. Who off uses of, a computer? I don't want to be that guy off of speaking to the 2000s. I don't want to be that guy off of South Park. Uh, <laughs> with the, uh, <laughs> no, let's not recreate that scene. With the carpal tunnel hand yeah, brace on and maybe I'm like, eh. Let's not do that. Not doing that. So... I will say, though, this is a huge deal. Now, the reason this is different is because the, – and the reason this has taken so long is because the NCAA games were the thing that got everything going yeah. about name, image, likeness. Name, image, likeness was something that we were like, what is that called? What's that thing called that uh, – oh, man, that UCLA player, the basketball player, didn't he get mad? Ed about it? I know, and that, that's what – we were like, who, who started fault. all this? It was Ed O'Bannon's fault. <laughs> and and by the way, every collegiate athlete needs to thank <laughs> it's Ed O'Bannon. Ed O'Bannon, <laughs> a mid-level uh, pro player at best. What he's known for is causing the biggest stir when it comes to he's name and likeness. He's a champion. Yeah, it's true. If you went respectful. through, if you went through UCLA, you probably were at some point. Good odds, right? So all 134 FBS teams are going to be on there. If that's 85 scholarship players per team ea sports has agreed to pay 600 dollars an athlete remember 500 was popping up around there wasn't it jeremy oh. 500 was the first number so now the negotiations i don't know who they negotiated with 
Now the negotiations have stopped, and uh, they've come to an agreement. The $600 per athlete per year, I would imagine that if you're on the cover, though, you're going to get a lot more. I would imagine that there might even be some athletes in Unless there. Unless Caleb Williams is on the cover. But they still have to pay him. Or Jaden Daniels. But they still have to pay him. Because it was, I mean, back in the day, they'd have the player that was. Right, the year before. But they would. They, they were would guys be that going into the NFL. Yeah. So they could pay them. So that they could. So either but way. They, can, they don't have to worry about that now. So who would you put on right now? Who would make it right now who's still in college? If I was, I wouldn't. I would try to get Caleb Williams or Jaden Daniels on the cover. Not me. Who, who in college football is that face, that, that guy that's going to sell video games, that you're going to look at the cover and be like, ah, yeah, Jalen Milrow of Alabama? Because it's going to be a – Hey. I mean, it would have been J.J. McCarthy, but he's moved on from Michigan. Look, BYU fans wouldn't buy it, but Brian Johnson was on the cover at one point of this game. But why not Cam Rising? Okay. Cam Rising could be on the cover, and he would, and that would be like a legitimate – I think it brings up there. a good discussion – who, who is going to be the face of college football this coming season? No idea. $600 per athlete, and then they also negotiated a copy of the game. Of <laughs> course. That was funny. Throw that in. My client needs a copy of the game to be able to waste as much time as he can in college. <laughs> Please. You can uh, only work out so much in a day. I know. And by the way, if there's something these guys are good at, a lot of them in their spare time, it's video games. They work hard, but they have spare time. They're paying out a record $6.84 million to athletes for the rights to have their names in the game. The game will actually also include NIL, so you could like make you could like make a G2G deal <laughs> with with your guy. You could roll in there and make a you could make a a cheeseburger uh, chain deal. So as you're at you're at you're the or the athletic director, yes. you have a collective, right? And you convince that tech executive to give to the collective and right. put you over the top and win you a national championship. It's like when you're playing Oregon Trail and it's like so and so has dysentery, so and so is this. This one, the game pops up and goes, a local tech billionaire has just put one hundred million dollars into your collective, and you're like, <laughs> what? And you suddenly have all sorts of things to do. But this is part of the – and this is the and, part I love about the game. But then you get the next notification that says, your coach has been busted uh, for sign stealing. <laughs> no, uh, seven players have hit the transfer portal during the first window. <laughs> You're like, no. See, when you do the game management stuff – but by the way, this is what you do. Any game that has the manager – That's what everybody wants right now. Right. If you have the game management stuff uh, on more Madden, than just the game. Kid, they want to have all that. My kid loves being a, a GM, I feel like, more yep. than he does playing the actual games on Madden right now. So – and it's the kind of thing where it's like, hey, guess what I have in my – I'm playing with the Browns because I want to give myself a challenge. Right? That's like kind of his thing. I'm like, oh, awesome. Who's your quarterback? Right? And then he's like, uh, Matthew Stafford. I picked him up in the uh, – picked him up as a – I got him on a cheap trade because you know he's he's kind of going into some of those final years. So we got him on we got him on the cheap. I said, well, there you go. That's the way you're going to be playing college football in the year 2025. And this is legitimately it'll be a 20 year gap from when I bought an NCAA football game. If I buy it, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, right, wait, I might wait. not get the chance. Utes, Cougars, Aggies, all in the game. Awesome, love it. Every FBS team. It. That means that. Uh, that you're going to see the locals, of course, here, and you're going to be playing with those teams, and that's what makes it so much fun. But can you still play on mascot mode? They have to bring it back. Pop-tart mode for the bowl game? I am. Ooh. I am. Who's the cowboy? Pistol Pete, is that his name? I'm Pistol Pete on the mascot game all the time because that 10-gallon hat looks so ridiculous <laughs> running down the sideline <laughs> on, the a 90, on a 99-yard uh, 
Bevo versus Pistol Pete is always fun, right? Or no, his name's not Bevo, by the way. It's like Hook'em. That's what it is. Well, what kind of crazy things could Cosmo do in the game now in the year 2024 based on what we see at actual games? Cosmo would be the that number one. See. Cosmo, If the Cougarettes aren't in the game, I'm mad. All right? Agree. Cosmo dancing with the Cougarettes needs to be part of the game. All right? No, the, the, the guy who's in the outfit of the Longhorn, that's Hook'em. Bevo is the guy, the actual animal that pees on the sidelines. Okay, so Hook'em is the – I got schooled on that by – Hanson and I got in trouble by the, uh, by the Texas Athletic Director, or the, the SID. He's like, excuse me, it's Hook'em? It's not Bevo? And we're like, get out of here. It's your last year in the conference. Move along. Yeah, give my horns <laughs> down, and we get, we get expelled. We get expelled from, the, from, from uh, Big 12 Media Days before, before it's even over, the first one. All right, we'll come back. Ethan Millard, by the way, is going to be with Hanson Scotty on Monday from Teton Wealth, helping you with your retirement plan. Visit uh, them at retireteton.com or just tune in on Monday. Find out how to get that deal. All right, we've got more around the corner. A Would You Rather, it's going to be a 2000s edition to honor this uh, Utah Jazz 2000s night tonight. Jazz versus uh, the Charlotte Hornets. We've got all of it. Coming up right here around the corner, 97.5 VKSL Sports Zone. Listen, everybody. Real-life hypotheticals to get your brain churning. As JJ and Alex ask, would you rather? Go, 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 shorty. It's your birthday. We're going to party like it's your birthday. We're going to sip a party like it's your birthday. And you know we don't give up because that's your birthday. You can find me in the club. Bottle full of bub. Mama, I got what you need if you need to fill the buzz. I'm in the having sex. I ain't in the making love. So come give me a hug. Is this Curtis Jackson? One of my favorite artists. Old Curtis Jackson. A.K.A. Well, I'm reading my script here. 50 cents. Listen, this is a thousand percent. Fifty cents. <laughs> well, uh, half dollar. He was one of my favorite rappers. <laughs> fifty so cent with was... inflation. How much is fifty cent worth oh, in two thousand twenty-four? He's a dollar thirteen for sure. At least, thanks, Biden. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, yes, I will say that uh, fifty cent was definitely right there. The old college years. Uh, we were jamming it. We were jamming it. Listen, we knew how to rock down in Provo. We knew how to jam down in Provo. All right. Could you listen to this song on campus? You had to, leave, you had to go south again. This is an honor sure. code violation. You had to be well out of. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Rock and Royal, Rock and Navy. Rock and Navy. Uh-huh. Who is it that did this? Who is, who's the guy who did this? Oh, was it Cody Epps? Yeah, it was Cody Epps. This is Cody Epps' single. Rock and Navy. <laughs> so, look, very open minded down in Provo. You don't know that. You didn't know that. It's new and improved. Absolutely. No, yeah, you'd get told on during my era for listening to 50 Cent. Oh, you know you would. The artist. That weirdo. And the- <laughs> I can't believe it. Was he in a gang shooting? Oh, those are the guys I don't uh, jam with. Yeah, that's that was the that was the stuff I had to put up with. <laughs> what voice was that? That's just my roommate who was majoring in Arabic and definitely knocked on uh, – the door to our living room and told me that I needed to send my girlfriend home at like 1145. <laughs> you stink and I don't like you. See, I have to like, I have to like defend BYU all the time because I loved my BYU. How do you experience. defend that? I move like you have to find your people. You have to find <laughs> your group that you love down there, but it takes a semester or two. All right. That was my experience in Provo. All right. But yes, 
uh, Rock and Royal, Rock and Navy, but also Curtis Jackson, a.k.a. 50 Cent, into Clurb. <sighs> hey, uh, so I, w- I did want to bring up, JJ, uh, JJ's got a couple of the best, do you have the best movies from the 2000s? Oh, you man, have that's, that's tough. Uh What's the best movie? And tell me why it's not Anchorman. <laughs> That's good. Came out in 2004. In terms, in terms of comedies, hard to beat. What's the worst movie? And tell me why it's not Norbit. <laughs> wow. Okay. Why would you rip on Eddie Murphy like that? We were just talking about how amazing. It's not his best amazing. work. Let me just say that. Norbert. Oh, my heavens. A lot of great sports movies in 2000. Too many to mention. What do you have? Would you rather watch Remember the Titans or Dodgeball? Oh, remember the Titans. Because if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that. What's uh, Friday Night Lights or Blades of Glory? The movies? Yeah. Would you, would you rather watch Friday Night Lights or Blades of Glory? See, again, you're going serious in comedy, but the answer is obviously John Heater. <laughs> uh, wait, is that Blades of Glory? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Will yeah. Ferrell. And, is that Will Ferrell and, uh, and, uh, and John Heater? His yep. post-Napoleon uh, fame? Gosh, he ended up being able to do some quite... Bench warmers also? Yeah. John Heater? Right? That's on the list. Napoleon, that, that's is, that Napoleon is a 2000s movie. It is 100%. 2000, they're just celebrating the 20th anniversary. Boom. Let's go. That's very 2000s. All right, so. let me give you the worst sports moments of the 2000s. Okay. Ones that I witness, at least. Don Zimmer running out on the field to try to fight Pedro Martinez oh, yes. on the bench clearing, and then he, Pedro Martinez threw Don Zimmer by the head. Not good. That was one of the – that was one of, well, that was, although that was kind of a, an amazing moment. Good because it was amazing. Bad because it's bad. But Bad because it's Don Zimmer was 87 years old at that point, and he's no longer with us. Did he pass after that? Did Pedro Do we kill need him? to verify that on Google, or did Alex just kill another <laughs> did, person? No, Don, Don Zimmer, Zimmer has passed no, away. Don Zimmer is no longer with us, but— You're trying to keep your streak alive of killing people that are alive. He didn't die after that game, though, did he? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I hope not. About uh, 10 years ago. Also, awful <laughs> moment. Also, awful moment in sports. Uh, 2004, the Malice in the Palace. Oh, yeah. Ruined, ruined things for us. We couldn't have nice things after that. No. You couldn't have just your normal bench-clearing brawl anymore. That was a rough time in the The NBA. crowd had to get involved. Gosh darn it. Detroit, you ruined it for all of us. Well, we'll have some more uh, best and worst. How about the, the helmet uh, catch? That was in the 2000s, right? Oh, yeah. Giants upset the uh, Patriots. 18-1 and one Pats, dude, in 2007. Yep. That happened. Kobe dropping 81. Ooh, also in the 2000s. Yeah. Aaron F. and Boone. Excuse you? That's what they call them. I know. I'm, I'm just saying what it says here. Uh, That's what they say in Boston. There you go. I didn't make it up. I don't blame be, me. Don't send me your emails. I've and still tweets. got more. I, I just love that I'm like looking these up too. I'm like, look. Tiger Woods wins the U.S. Open. Oh, Tiger Woods. Red now, Sox Tiger, and the curse. Now Tiger Woods, his best Masters was 2000 though, right? When he broke the record, or is it 2001? Now see now. Still in that decade, right? Still in that same decade. Michael Phelps, here comes, absolutely. Here comes, here comes uh, Jeremy, our producer, with the swimming reference. <laughs> How many gold medals did he get? I, listen, Katie Ledecky has like 1,000 now, too. Yeah, you're welcome. Everybody. Wow. Wow. He just dismissed gets- one of the great athletes of all time. <laughs> Every- Mark Spitz, oh. One of the most decorated summer Olympic athletes of all time. Not impressed. I'm just saying, like, th- we have a lot of room on our – there's a lot of real estate on this show to not have to bring up a bunch of uh, – 
Champions, okay. <laughs> a bunch of champions. All right. All right. Joining us on the program right now. Today's Thursday, which means, of course, we're going to be talking about our Hercules uh, Hero of the Week coming up next hour. Ladies and gentlemen, you're locked into JJ and Alex with the insight and analysis on the teams you can't live without. Presented by G2G Bars. This is 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Welcome back, everybody. It is 97.5 The KSL Sports Zone. JJ and Alex, 97.5 The KSL Sports Zone, brought to you by G2G Bars, all natural ingredients and no preservatives. The G2G Bar is perfect for anybody who needs a quick, tasty, nutritious boost. Find one at Costco, Holiday Oil, Maverick, Associated Foods, etc. We are honoring the 2000s. Uh, I saw Blink-182 at the Warp Tour. Uh, you and I both had, I think, pretty similar taste in music because yeah. Warp Tour was Warp Tour. What do I call it? Warp Tour. Warp Tour. Warp Tour. Uh, so in Seattle, there's a huge festival called Bumbershoot, which is yeah. kind of a. It's it's very similar. The 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 band lists are a little bit smaller. Uh, but the bands are not smaller. It's just a smaller group of the right. uh, of of the bands that are performing. I've been able to see some amazing stuff. Dropkick Murphys and the Vandals are better. Oh, then Blink? Yeah. Yeah. By a mile. Dropkick Murphys for sure, yeah. Um, I will say one of the more interesting things about doing our, you know, getting studied up for the 2000s, I said, it was the 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 awful things that had came out of the, the year 2000, the, uh, out of the 2000s decade. So tell me what the... Tell me what the research was that you were doing today about the... Oh, it the worst thing that came out of the 2000s was reality television. Yeah, because it was kind of the I birth of... I feel pretty confident saying that because it had a v- extremely negative impact on pop culture in our country. Right. And there's some pretty bad I reality TV I couldn't believe shows. some of the shows. So I had forgotten how bad they were. We remember The Swan? I didn't until you reminded where me. Where they take... Women who are not attractive and go take them through a process of plastic surgery, dentistry, and turn them into quote unquote beautiful women. That was a show. That was a show. Wife Swap was a show. And that lasts quite a long time. That was a masterpiece of dog. Sh- we all remember. What did they do? Film that in Draper? I thought. <laughs> There's no pineapples involved in that show. Whoa. We went there. You did. I was. I, I just I mentioned this. Draper. All I said. All I, I mentioned was a city. I Why just picked f- a random city. You, you, Isn't that where they also filmed uh, Big you Love? Blame me for that. Mine had nothing to do with Big Love. The upside down pineapple situation that was, you're that was talking in the about. 2000s too. I know. Yes, that was on HBO. Yeah. All right. Uh, Rock of Love. All the all oh, flavor of love. Flavor of love. Yes. Oh VH1. my gosh. Come on. The 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 cable. Reality shows like Pawn Stars, that's a 2000s birth, right? Uh, oh, yeah. John and Kate plus eight Ugh. on the learning channel. Ugh. Like, remember when we were like, I guess we're not learning anything anymore. Keeping up with the Kardashians. Oh, no. Was yeah, that it e? started was that in that an, time. Was it's that still an e situation? Oh, yeah. Seacrest. Seacrest out. Come on. 
Just some really bad stuff. Remember Yo Mama on MTV? <laughs> no, what was it? It was just Wilder Val- Valderrama from the 70s show. <laughs> and they would just do Yo Mama jokes. Oh, that was the whole right. premise of the I show. Forgot. Yes. That was it. That's what they did. Man. Beauty and the Geek? All these are just, all these sound like things that. Are if, you hot? If you were asked to come up with a reality the search TV. search for America's sexiest people. Oh, that was gosh. on ABC. You can't do that. That was not VH1. That was ABC. Yeah. The Bachelor, uh, Biggest Loser, all those things. All part of the biggest loser. The reality TV show era of uh and listen, if anybody in the city or if anybody in the in the in our country is loving loves reality shows, it's the city of Utah. We love it. All right. Two thousands night for the Utah Jazz, of course, against the Charlotte Hornets. Uh that will be the first game back from the All Star break. Let's kick things off though. Let's have a little bit of a discussion. Let's get away from the 2000s for just a moment. You don't moment. want to talk about Kid Nation? <laughs> a TV Kid show Nation? where they got a bunch of kids together to build their own society, and then they shut down production, had to shut down production because kids, child labor laws? Oh, I think you can say a kid killed another kid. It was, yeah, wow. Lord of the Flies. That may have happened. They just <laughs> covered it up. Jeez. Well, let's kick off the hour. Let's, let's get, talk about something else. Let's get to the cut. Let's jump in here. By the way, 2000s brought us the BCS, didn't it? It did. I know. It did. Although the BCS, listen, we couldn't, we couldn't be where we are today if we didn't honor the BCS at least a little bit. It was a tiny bit better than the previous regime of tossing a coin at the end of the year to see who the national champion was. So let's jump in here to our college football discussion as we kick things off right here on The Cut. It's time for the biggest story of the day. This is what made the cut with JJ and Alex on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. All right, so college football, the playoff, already talking about an expansion. And I thought that these numbers weren't the ones that I was, ne- I wasn't necessarily looking at. I think 16 was the natural next jump, but they've already started to talk about 14. How is 14 a number? How is how is uh, how is the college football playoff going to be a fourteen team situation? If we're going to do it, can we at least have one season under our belt of twelve? I think they made the contract shorter on uh, for a reason, right? Is it a two year deal? It's finishing the rest of the current deal. It's finishing the rest of the current deal, and then they'll they, re- they're they're basically it would start over with this new format in two thousand twenty six. Right. So, and we're going to add more just because that's going to be more money, right? Isn't that where we've... I think that's where they're going now because we're already at 12, so I think yeah. here's what's going to happen. We're, we've, we've stopped faking that the kids are going to be missing their, their finals. Right. right. We're no longer concerned about the academics of these right. kids. They're, you know, stupid. It's, it's so crazy they denied us a playoff for so many years. Anyway, so this is really going to be about the Big Ten and SEC. It's a power play to get more of their teams in it and to get possibly guaranteed bids for the conferences. Those two conferences. Not anybody else. Right. So, of course, they're going to want more teams. It's just like what they're trying to do right now with the NCAA tournament. The Big Ten and the SEC want to expand the NCAA tournament because they want more units, because they want more of their teams in it. And So, the same thing's going to happen do you, here. Do you not want it? Do you want I, – I do, I do I, want to – I'm not upset about this. But I just want a couple – I'm items. not upset with 16. What troubles me – is that there's two conferences that are that are going to try to bully right. their way in in this and dominate this, and then it's basically then it ends up being what we already had, 
was the haves and the have-nots. And that's not the spirit of this. The spirit of the college football playoff is to create a situation JJ. where more schools have a chance. JJ, I hate to I hate to be the guy telling you about the truth of Santa Claus and the Tooth Fairy here. <laughs> but what are, you, what are you saying? But this is never. But the business of college football has never been like some you know pious like wonderful thing. It's always been about money. Even in the darkest of days. Oh, I'm fine with that. It's always the, been about the NCAA money. tournament's about money. Yes. But everybody gets invited. And last year, Florida Atlantic and San Diego State made the Final Four. But when you say the spirit of college football, like the spirit of college football is just about dollars. And the people who can bring the most money to the table are Big Ten and SEC schools. That's it. That's why you're going to see those guys. And it's not like it's going to be a change from what we've already had. Wait the a minute. No, I'm not going to stop you there. Iowa, Northwestern, Wisconsin. That oh, brings eyeballs? No, it does not. Vanderbilt? No, but you know, but you know about Mississippi it. Mississippi State? No, 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 you know about it. You're 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 Arkansas? the you're the smartest TV Look, ratings guy in this my building concern. about it. Those those Oh, trust me. Those teams big don't 10 matter. games on NBC. Wow, that was a big hit this year. No, of course Thanks it was. NBC. But te- but but Thank you know you that for getting networks. us Purdue <laughs> And Indiana. You think this guy? You think this guy's still grumpy? Purdue was on five times this fall. On you guys' station? Yeah, Pretty we had cool. Maryland and Charlotte one night in September. Hey, but that listen. was a masterpiece <laughs> of dog shit. That's exactly but, what it was. But what are the conferences that command the most TV dollars? I understand like when they sit that. Down at the table. It's the Big Ten and the SEC. But that does not mean that just because you have the power and you have the biggest TV contracts that you get to have guaranteed spots. In the playoff that aren't earned. They're just going to give... They want guaranteed spots for their conferences. Yeah. Guaranteed spots multiple. You, Everybody gets their conference champ. I'm all for that. But the rest has to be at large. It's just like the NCAA tournament. Because it doesn't make any sense to just give spots. It's Like this year, What like would Iowa have been in the college football playoff this year? If this is how we were doing this? Probably, right? Which is terrible. You want to watch a team punt eight times? They, they don't get, deserve to be in. Then they get beaten their uh, bowl game. What was the score? 35-0. It was terrible. Oof. Look what Michigan did to them. Yeah. Uh, there's football programs out there that are in these major in these big in the Big 10 and the SEC just cuz they're in the conference doesn't mean they're good, doesn't mean they're they're entertaining, doesn't even mean they're that competitive. You want to get the best teams in. The best teams. That's cute. And that needs to be why I know. <laughs> That's real cute. I, I'm sitting here trying to, I know. <laughs> I know. Here's the thing. Is it doesn't matter. Every year. I know. I'm sorry. Just pet me on the back of the head, Alex. I get it. Every year, what do we get? Whatever's fed to us. I know. Because the committee sits down in Grapevine, Texas at the Gaylord Hotel and goes, with their cowboy hats on. <laughs> Good year for you, Mike. Y'all want a spot in the playoff? <laughs> It'll cost you. Not necessarily. But what it is is, think about it. They all sit down and they go, they they have to make the best decision for the sport. And whether or not they say that there are no biases there or not, there are. Of course there are. Of course there are. It's such a bad deal, too. It's such an awful deal. To be able to watch... These guys, right? And to be able to say and to watch these teams, 
because the reality is is that are you going to be more excited of the idea of a group of five team going to the going to the championship game or do you just want to see the two best teams in the championship game because we say we want Tulane versus uh USC, is that what you threw out there? Well, Tulane beat them, remember? Yeah, they did. Sugar Bowl. Right, but I'm saying, like, in the new format, we say, oh, give me that group of five team who's amazing versus the best. Like in the championship? That's the thing is we don't well, really want to see that. If, we don't actually want to see it. Remember Boise State, Oklahoma? You don't want to see that? I mean, that would be a typical 5-12 matchup moving forward. I want to see that. The 5-12, perfect. But you don't want to see them in the semifinal and the final. And And – the TV, the TV. I don't TV, know. I don't know. Did we? The did, TV did you providers not watch don't the Final either. Four last year. The TV providers do not want. Was to see it more either. entertaining last year? And I'd have to look. Would at I the, rather uh, have Duke, North Carolina in the, in the national championship game versus FAU and San Diego State? Yes. Absolutely. The Owls. Come on. The Final Four was great last year until the championship game, but that's <laughs> what that always happens. That didn't. That wasn't different if North Carolina and Duke were in it. One yeah. team was usually the best. They'd win yeah. by 20 or 15 I in the championship. All right. Okay, so. I know. What's the Pollyanna a little bit about this? I don't know. Yeah. No, I I, I just can, I, I congratulate so you. I congratulate you. I had so much you. hope. JJ's usually the, the negative the 12 guy. 12-team playoff would be a breakthrough. I want to apologize. Because JJ came with a positive attitude, and I shot it down. He went right back to the, nah, you're right. Now <laughs> we're being lied to. Everybody's just lying to us about what the reality is of this. It's all about money. And that's actually good for all of us. Honestly, to get the best teams in all of it, you want to have the best. Now, here's if they have a tiered revenue system, here's what it would be. Big 10 SEC, obviously. Second tier is ACC Big 12. Third tier is Mountain West and American. And the fourth tier would be Conference USA, MAC, and the Sunbelt. Obviously. Because the ones that have the most eyeballs are the Big 10 and the SEC, and then the ACC and the Big 12. So... You obviously would also tier what the priority would be of getting those teams in. Right. Unfortunately. I don't love it. If it's a 16-team playoff and there's a bye, and if that means more teams get in, because I know that more SEC teams and more Big Ten teams would get in, but there would be more. Maybe there would be a second group of five team. No? Please. Why not? You're wearing the Tulane uh, hoodie right now. Come on, it's a long shot. No, you're you're sounding like me. It'd be nice, but <laughs> that's 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 not the point. The point is uh, the Big Ten and the SCUC want their teams in, yeah. so they get more units, so they get more money, and to guarantee that they have more shots at actually getting their team into the semifinals and the final. If it'll, they if, want the money. If it will eliminate stupid bowl games, then I'm all for it. If the games mean a little bit more, then I'm going to be all for adding more teams. All right. All the latest news and notes from the league and the locals in the NFL. JJ and Alex bring you the NFL Blitz on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone.
Welcome back. It is 97.5 the KSL Sports Zone. Oh, this is a band you're okay with? Absolutely. I will say a 2000s band that I we actually hear it periodically on our show because I had, I had it in the rotation at one point. Modest Mouse, one of my favorite. Yeah. 2000s bands. Um, by the way, speaking of music and the 2000s, the iPod. That, that came out in 2001, if you wow. can believe it. Yeah, the iPod was 2001. And I don't know what year it was. I think it was probably like 08 when we all were forced, if you bought an iPod that year, to have 48 hours of, uh, of, of U2. Was it iPhone 2? But they did it on the iPods as well. They had the U2 edition of yes. the iPod you could buy. And, and, and I was like, I don't know what that means. But it was cool because it was black and it was red. And I was like, oh, that's a cool, that's a cool looking uh, iPod. And they're all, and I think there are people now still, like, you sign up for that and you forever will have you two, like, Dang on it. all of your, yeah, all of your devices. Thanks, Bono. Appreciate it. Uh, there's your old uh, NFL Blitz right there. That's Jeremy saying, move on. <laughs> Galloping into the Blitz. Hey, listen, Lord of the Rings. Uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, oh Harry man. Potter was huge. Oh, yeah. That's when the Harry Potter mania hit, man. Now, something that's always been across every decade, but made huge strides in the 2000s was the NFL. That's where NFL Blitz is uh, coming in right here. So, there you go. I'm trying to think of other pop culture-y things that uh, came up. The bad Star Wars movies? I got my... Yeah, bad Star Wars movies. I got the my Olsen G- twins? Oh, boy. I got my Gmail account in the 2000s. And I was like, I was so cool because I got an invitation. That was back in the day when you had to get an invite. And I was like telling this guy, I was like, dude, just please invite me. He's like, fine. I only get 10 invites, though, dude. I'm all, just please invite me. Blogging <laughs> was a big thing in the 2000s. <laughs> Blogging. Yeah, all right. Remember Y2K? Oh, yeah. My first job in sports radio was uh, over at the old zone. Over at uh, Simmons. Trolley Corners, yes. It's like uh, another one of my favorite two thousands things. I always smell. I always smelled like spaghetti over there. Spaghetti. You walk into the building. There was that. What was that Italian place right there? Spaghetti Factory. The Trolley. Co- no, trolley not Square? a Trolley Square. Two cheese. Yes, that was the one in Trolley Corners. The actual like in, shared the building with us. I think it was Two Cheese. Yeah. Either way. All right. Uh, gosh, Paris Hilton. <laughs> Oh, yeah, rough. Uh, speaking of reality That's TV. Hot. Oh, MySpace. MySpace, huge. Very 2000s. For one moment. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Get the official debit cards of the Utah Jazz, the University of Utah, and Real Salt Lake, and more exclusively America First Credit Union. The NFL Blitz Parts are by America First Credit Union. Uh, here, we, here we go. The Chargers, and we had this back and forth today in our pre-show texting that we do. The Chargers have hired current USC and former Utah running back coach Keel McDonald to lead the running backs there in uh, for Jim Harbaugh. By the way, he is he was in line for some big offensive coordinator gigs, and he turned them down at the collegiate level to be a running backs coach in the NFL. Why would you want to recruit during this time in college football? Kyle McDonald's a great coach. He had success here at Utah. When he was here with uh Do you wonder do you wonder too? Do you wonder too, like if a guy like him, what do you think he was getting paid when he was at the top of him being a running backs coach? 
At USC? At USC, probably. In, I mean, USC doesn't reveal anything numbers-wise. But Kyle McDonald is a, is a guy who... Probably close to, I mean, probably high, high six figures. Okay. What do you make as a running back coach in the NFL? Over a million probably, right? Probably the same. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, he probably played like a quarter million dollars at Utah. We don't know what his salary was at USC, but I'm guessing he got a big raise. That's why he left Utah. Sure. So, but I think he's probably close to, I mean, probably what, 750 to 950 in the NFL? Yeah. And he doesn't have to recruit. He doesn't have to deal with NIL. He, he doesn't have to deal with the transfer portal. Like, these coaches, I, I don't... I don't want to say this like this. It's this wave, but you're seeing guys getting out of the college game and going to the NFL, taking the NFL life draft because they 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 can't do this anymore. They don't want to do it anymore, and the NFL is going to benefit from that because there are some good coaches that are going to leave college football and go to the NFL. Kyle McDonald's one of them. Kansas, the Kansas City Chiefs special teams coordinator, Dave Taub. Am I saying that right? It's not a guy you know. Makes $4 million a year as a special teams coordinator. What? Yes. What did you say? Yes. Well, he's also listed now as an assistant head coach. Mm-hmm. So $4 million, $4 million? a year as the special teams coordinator. Get out of here. Okay. So there are assistants in the league who make, and I'll tell you right now, offensive line coaches in the NFL are command a premium. Offensive line coaches, you never hear of them. And they make $1.2, $1.3 million. Wow. And again, if you, I don't know what coach says, I love recruiting in 2024. Unless you're at Alabama and Georgia and your recruiting budget is literally $4 million. Loves it. Dillingham. Yeah, what did he say about it? Didn't he call out these college coaches whining and complaining about NIL? Quit, he said. Yeah. Well, Kyle McDonald. (laughs) Okay. He goes, all right, I heard You're you. You're right, good point. You don't have to tell me twice. I'm going to go coach for the Chargers. Go, Chargers, go. Yeah, the problem is you got to work for Harbaugh. Yeah, I mean, there's... Who still will treat you like another college assistant? He doesn't <laughs> seem to be a Urban Meyer-type tyrant. I mean, he's an odd duck, but it seems like the guys that coach under him really do enjoy him. Was well, so Urban, ty- Urban Meyer a tyrant in the NFL level? Have you not? Have you not read the stories know about what, kinda, what he did in Jacksonville? Well, I just didn't know. Like, but you couldn't I think do. He it. Was, I mean, you I've couldn't do enough. any of it in Jacksonville because all the all the pros are like, uh, take that back to the I collegiate mean, I, level, dog. I don't know. You know how coaches are. They're not going to. Coaches are careful what they say, but um, he was one of those guys that was probably probably hmm. gave a tongue lashing or two to his assistants. I've heard stories. I'll keep. I won't make any jokes at this point about right. tongue lashing. It's too easy. Urban Meyer. It's too easy. B. John Robinson has a high goal for himself next year. By the way, he says he wants to get 2,000 rushing yards. Uh, might have in to in the year 2024. Might have to. Does he not understand what's going on in the league right now? I think he. This is you saying I want the ball a lot more. Right. Bad news for Tyler Algier. By the way. If you're Tyler Algier, do you want to be the second fiddle to Bijan Robinson or do you want to go somewhere else? That's a pretty good running back room. It's quite a it different is. running back situation. And by the way, Tyler Algier has carved out those first two years in the league, man, have been awesome. 
But B. John Robinson saying he wants 2,000 yards rushing is not good for you if you're trying to build your career and you're Tyler Algier, right? Let me give you some perspective. There were only 12 backs in the NFL in 2023 that rushed for 1,000 yards. Only one rushed for 1,200 or more. McCaffrey. Correct. Derrick Henry even only had 1,167 yards. Jeez. The third leading rusher in the NFL last year was Kyron Williams. <laughs> I love it. Like, look up the pronunciation guide. Guys, am I saying this right? Kyron Williams. How many yards? 1,048. Kyron Williams? Yeah. 1,144. Jeez. The running back position is not what it used to be, and that's why Saquon Barkley, who did not run for 1,000 yards last year, is not going to get paid by the Giants. He didn't even get They're 10. like, he okay, get, like, go wherever you want. He got 10 touchdowns, and you're paying him, and you're going to act like you're going to pay him a bunch of money? I don't think so. 2,000 yards rushing, if there's going to be a back in the league who could do it, it might be Bijan Robinson, but they also ask him to do a lot of receptions out of the backfield, too. I just get well, that's where your value is, and that yes. was why McCaffrey was so dangerous, is because he had the fourteen fifty nine plus what he was able to do in the pass game. Yeah. To be a three down back in the NFL right now, you have to be able to, you have to have both skill sets. In the midst of death throws, Justin Fields says he wants to stay in Chicago. Of course. Why would you say that? Is it just so you contradict the report yesterday? After everybody found out that you well, were unfollowing you, the team that you play for, unfollowed the team's social media, and then said it's because I don't want distractions. Like, <laughs> it's the team; they're not, they're not, they're not posting crap about you. Yeah, of course he was trying to save some face with that. So dumb. All right, he's young and he's pissed off about the situation, and he reacted. He knows what's going on. They're telling. I mean, I don't know what they're telling him or not, but no. I gotta assume that they're hopefully being a little honest with him about their current situation. Like, you got the number one overall pick, and you probably think there's a generational quarterback available at number one. And Justin Fields, while I still think has plenty of talent, has been kind of a mixed bag so far. But a lot of that could be blamed on the lack of offensive weapons. It could be blamed on bad coaching, bad organization. But the fact remains that Justin Fields hasn't been consistent. So what do you think the Bears are going to do? I think they're really considering strongly taking Caleb Williams and trading Justin Fields. Let's uh, take the break here. That's our NFL Blitz. We will come back. We will roll out our Hercules Hero of the Week. We'll chat again with uh, Haley from Hercules Credit Union, but we get to read off for you our nominee for this week and the person who gets to win the 50 bucks, uh, courtesy of Hercules Credit Union. That's coming up next and much more. Our 5 o'clock hour going to heavily feature a lot of jazz talk. Jake Scott's going to join us. We're going to hear part of the conversation he had, he and Ben had on Jake and Ben with Mehmet Okur, since we're honoring the 2000s uh, and the Utah Jazz. And, of course, Mehmet Okur was a huge part of those 2000s teams. So we'll take the break here. We'll come back. More to go around the corner, 97.5 the KSL Sports Zone. You're locked into JJ and Alex. With the insight and analysis on the teams you can't live without. Presented by G2G Bars. This is 97.5 the KSL Sports Zone. Now, this cheats a little bit because they're across many decades, these guys. This song, though. Yeah, no, I agree. Green Day's very 90s, though. Sorry. Sorry. You got over you got overridden, kid. I I know why Jeremy's playing the song though. It's about me. <laughs> I get it. Uh, 
I get it. I am an idiot. Very funny, Jeremy. Very funny. Listen. But I'm with you. I remember listening to my first Green Day anything. It was like 1993. 1995. 1992 or something. Yeah, 94. 1994 is when Dookie came out. Jeez. Been 20 years. Crazy. Or is it oh, that's 30. That's actually 30. Either way, it's been 30 years. Sorry, 30 years. Yeah, you're old. How old am I? Old. So old I can't remember when that album came out. 2000s night at uh, the Delta Center, which is a very 90s and 2000s uh, name for the arena. I think it's nice that they changed it just for that, for tonight. Oh, we're using it all the time now? Because oh. I tried to call it Vivint earlier. I don't know why. Vivint would have been... A 2010s uh, yeah, that's mention for right? sure. You'd have to go Energy Solutions. <laughs> what are the other? Was there I any was other names I'm missing? It. No, no, that's it. Delta Center Energy Solutions. We could go Old Salt Vivid. Palace, but that's we're not. Yeah, not going to do that. Uh, all right, it's that time of the week here for us to honor the Hercules Hero of the Week. This week, nomination came in for Cameron Day. Cameron coaches two competitive girls soccer teams. Uh, for Elite FC in Tooele Valley. Runs the weekly practices all year long. Already way better than the uh, than the comp soccer that my kid plays. Ooh. If you're practicing once a week. Shots fired. It's expensive. I'm not going oh, to I apologize That's at why all. When you find good when coaches. When you have a good coach, you got to get a camera day on your so side. so amazing. All right? Uh, and here's the deal. He's been coaching for many years with no pay. And this says the nomination says if he wins the hero of the week, he'll probably use the gift card to better the team somehow and buy more equipment and buy more equipment. We hope that Cameron would actually do something else to maybe, I don't know, get yourself something to eat somewhere. All right. Uh, the person who nominated Cameron says our girl suffered a major ACL injury and has been not been able to play since July. He has consistently checked in on her and the progress and welcomes her to practice to be a part of the team. Congrats to Cameron Day. Our Hercules Hero of the Week, brought to you by Hercules Credit Union all year long. Uh, you can, of course, find out how to nominate a Hercules Hero of the Week online, kslsports.com slash contests. You can find right there on our contest page how you can nominate the youth sports volunteer in your area, anybody. Camera Day is a perfect example. Somebody who just goes, I love doing this. I'm going to do it. I'm not going to get paid for it. I just love the sport. I love developing the kids. That could be the person in your neighborhood. I don't care what level they're at. If it's in the youth sports realm, we want you to nominate them. KSLsports.com slash contest. Joining us right now in studio from Hercules Credit Union, uh, sponsors of our Hercules Hero of the Week, is Haley. Haley, uh, boy, there's a fruits of your labor right there. Cameron Day. Congrats, Cameron. That's awesome. Perfect nomination for somebody. Uh, I'm I'm imagining that's exactly why you guys wanted to do this for for people like them. So. Help us understand what Hercules Credit Union is doing in our community to help people and protect people in particular because when it comes to our money and our identity, obviously any of our, any of our banking systems, our credit unions, you sit down and you go, okay, this is my money. I need it to be safe. And obviously you guys feel the same way. Oh, yeah, definitely. When you come straight into our office, we'll know who you are and we want you to feel like you are number one because you are. And ultimately we we have a program called Ultimate um, ID. Plus. So that program is going to be keeping you and your money safe. I just had a situation today where I had to cancel a credit card because it got compromised. Yeah. It's really frustrating. And I spent an hour, an hour and a half today dealing with it. 
It would be a five-minute conversation with us. Dang it! <laughs> Sorry. I'm making That's a switch. That's a long time to deal with. It really is. And it's frustrating. You get madder by the minute. Like, yeah. I mean, honestly, you just want to get in, take care of it. I mean, all it is is signing a form. That's why Ultimate ID Plus that you guys provide is so awesome. And yeah. I, I could have been saved a lot of, uh, I mean, wasted time if I had yeah. that feature. Yeah. JJ lives in Bluffdale. Can he become a member today by the end of the program, or what oh, do we do? For sure, we have <laughs> we have a branch in Riverton, like right hey, around the where corner. Where do you think Bluffdale is, dude? <laughs> I just I knew what the answer was, but I was just <laughs> trying to get you trying to lead the horse I to mean, water. There are here. some cows and a few horses still left in Bluffdale, but not many. <laughs> I was just going to say I was going to lead a. A horse of the water. In your case, it's a donkey. I commute here every day from Western Nevada. <laughs> there you go. Uh, you get a flight for me. Uh-huh. I think. I think Hercules CU is one of those places. I think maybe they go. Oh, I haven't heard that much about Hercules CU. No. But that's part of the thing. Is is that it, you guys are educating people how to understand? Like, look, this is a perfect mix of being small enough to still mm-hmm. know every member, yeah. and at the same time, still being large enough to basically service the entire Wasatch Front. Right. We can do anything you would like. I mean, you can really, I mean, we're on your phone. Just a second click away, you can have an account. You can have a debit card mailed to you. I can get that loan that I need. You sure can. Okay. All right. Uh, Haley, the the way people get uh, a hold of you guys is just HerculesCU.com, right? That's correct. Okay. HerculesCU.com. HerculesCU.com. You can find the location near you. You can can actually just sign up to be a member right there online as well. So find out how. And by the way, uh, nominate your Hercules Hero of the Week. You don't have to be a member of HerculesCU to nominate uh, the uh, Hercules Hero of the Week. Just uh, go on to our website, kslsports.com slash podcast, and you can find it right there. So let's get it going. Haley, thanks. Thank you. We'll chat with you again in a few minutes. All right. We'll come back. we got more to go around the corner. Jake Scott, host of uh, Jake and Ben, and also pre-half and post on the Jazz Radio Network. He's going to join us next. We're going to chat a little bit about this uh, matchup tonight with the uh, the uh, Charlotte Hornets, but we'll also have some uh, 2000s talks since it is the 2000s decade being honored tonight. Uh, so many of the former players coming back into town. That's going to be a fun thing. So we'll chat with Jake next right here at 97.5 the KSL Sports Zone. When TV and radio collide, love it. This is what you get. You're listening to JJ and Alex, presented by G2G Bars. Don't touch that dial on 97.5 BKSL Sports Zone. Welcome back. It is 97.5 EKSL Sports Zone. Alex, Kiri, Jeremiah, Jensen. We are JJ and Alex right here with you on the program. Playing lots of uh, 2000s hits or misses in some cases for you, JJ. You think Daft no. Punk is a no, miss? No, no, no. This isn't a miss. No, no, no. Jeremy did play a Green Day song, though, in the last one. I think we both agreed that, that was more of a 90s band than it was. Even if you did pick a, a 2000s song. From I, the, it uh, was a missed opportunity to play a 2000 song. Dashboard Confessional. I know. No. Oh. <laughs> That's okay. I love Green Day. Uh, we I really, Jeremy just wanted to do it so he could play the, the idiot drop. I get it. It's okay. <laughs> I am an idiot. It's all right. <laughs> uh, I'll play that game. I love it. 
Uh, we were just talking about the worst movies of the 2000s and the best movies of the 2000s. Love Guru. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> starring uh, <laughs> starring Mike Myers. Is that the last movie he was in? Is that the last time I he was seen? I haven't seen him since. Hmm. That was a, that, after after the genius of Wayne's World and Austin Powers. Uh, that was a that was a swing and a miss. I'll tell you what, Geely, not to be not to be messed with. Nobody actually watched that movie. Seed of Chucky, also a two thousands movie. Joining us on the program <laughs> now, he's also uh, he was the king of the two thousands. Uh, got his radio start in the in the two thousands, just like so many of us did. Uh, also. Just a wild – that was a wild decade. I'm trying to figure out – that has to be the best, right? Like the 2000s has to be the best and simultaneously the worst decade at the same time. Jake Scott joining us on the program. Jake, what's up, man? Yeah, I wouldn't know. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> That's the right answer. That's the right answer for the old Spicoli. Well, that, that took away about three or four of our first questions. We'll just get right into the jazz. That whole decade's just a blur. It's it it really is. No, it that, that's oh my, my prime. This I know. Is, this is my thing. Yeah, like – uh, we talked to Mehmet Akur, um today. One of my first memories of covering something when I first got the gig was him coming down the escalator at Salt Lake City International Airport, like his first, you know, visit after signing. And, and you know, I know David James was there. I have a funny story about that. First, like, oh, this guy is nuts. Like, he, I was like, this is so a brief aside, but there was like an Air Force football game going on. I can't remember who they were playing. I just sure. remember it was Air Force. And they were playing. If like, somebody knew about it, it was going to be DJ, though. It was though. playing like Colorado State, and I, I was like, hey, anybody know the score? And, and DJ goes, well, well, the drum all started in the third quarter. Right? <laughs> Air Force, you know. I'm asking it ironically, <laughs> DJ. Was, just just like was, you turned the TV on. It was second and eight, really, and they ran a <laughs> counter trap to set up, you know, and I was like, oh, man, this, David, right. this David James is for real. Uh, but that night, you know, funny, Memo Kerr comes down, and, and that first season he was here was crazy. I was so young in the business. I was covering, like, every game. You know, I got I got assigned road locker rooms. Like yeah, I, I've that, got a I've got put a the recorder in the face of whomever. Like, you know, I, I've got a weird, uh, very – what about the nostalgic relationship with this group of of jazz players in in kind of kind of funny ways? You know what I mean? It was cool having memo on for that reason. But um, yeah, I I love these theme nights that the jazz have done. They've it's they've hit fun. a home run with the whole thing. Like it, uh, it's a lot of fun. And it's a ton. F- the, the days that we have these shows, it's a it's a blast because you go, oh my gosh. The music we listened to back then, the stuff that we put up with back then. And then you go through, and we were trying to make, you know, we're making the the all-decades team for the Jazz. And if you have to take John and Carl out of it, because we were saying John and Carl could maybe still sneak on the all-decades team of the yeah, 2000s right. because they're in there. But we decided the starting five was pretty much, that's a, deci- that's a, set, that's a set deal, right? Uh, although we didn't have the the, the so we had D Will two at guard one was kind of the like two guard was a little bit pick. who do you put at the two because we had the three was AK, uh four was uh was uh I guess Boozer and then Mem- and then Memo Kerr was a five who's your who's your two guard in that lineup for the all decades um, team so that was always the challenge right um <clears throat> it took them twenty years to replace Jeff Hornacek like that I mean speaking yeah. of going back to to sports radio topics of of the day. 
you know, when are they finally going to get a two guard to replace Jeff Hornacek? I mean, uh, what do you do? You go Gordon Giracek there. Where I'll tell you what I loved about him, Sean Stevenson. No, what I loved about Gordon, he so the NBA was really serious about the suit thing when they missed games, right? Where you had to show up in a suit. Yeah, yeah or, after or the whatever. after the brawl and, and yeah, all that and stuff, they're, yeah. they're changing the image and and all that. I swear to you, Gordon Giracek only had one suit. <laughs> it was like it was like a black pinstripe, like a good-looking suit. Don't get me wrong, but I was like, dude, you've been out for a month. Like you're showing up at every game in this thing. What's going on? I'm sure he's like, yeah, I'm, like, I'm living out of a suitcase. Yeah, it's I got Eastern suit European. It's right? Eastern European style, dude. He's like, this lives on forever. This uh, is all time style. Uh, but you know, <laughs> Ronnie Brewer was probably my my favorite. Like we had. You know, we weren't the jazz station at the time, and so we had contracted this weekly interview thing with Ronnie Brewer yeah. where it was kind of, you know, guerrilla style going, we've got a jazz guy or whatever. Right. And and they would never let, you know, booze or D-Will or anything do it. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? But, all, so, you can have Ronnie Brewer. But but it turned out, like, dude had a dynamite personality. Ronnie he was, was great. really good on the radio. Yeah. He, he actually was pretty, like transparent about what was going on the whole team liked him right and so he wasn't like, 12th on the bench he was playing every right. night he like, was he was basically starting like yeah. it, it turned out to be this this super cool thing and so i don't know i guess I, i'd go with ronnie but i'm i'm a little biased it's just too bad that whenever the jazz were on offense it was four on five when he was on the floor yeah it was rough you didn't have to guard him yeah what was and it then we- you didn't have to guard ak either and thus you right. know they were a they were a flawed they were a flawed team yes that always That's, made the playoffs, basically. But though. they couldn't like, get past the Lakers and the Spurs, right? Because right. they didn't have the size. Yep, the the size, athleticism. I mean, yeah. you know, uh, they 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 were they were flawed, but they were good. They were always good. They were one of the best teams in the league. They couldn't win on the road for some reason. Yeah. That was like a weird thing. Well, but uh, the year Mehmet won, or the year that Mehmet Okur was a was an All Star in that 0607 year, which I like to refer to as the Derek Fisher team. Uh, is what was obviously like one of those awesome runs that they made because it was those two years in a row. And I heard that and we're going to play a chunk of the interview you guys did with uh, with Mehmet in a little bit because it was so. It's phenomenal to hear Mehmet Okur too because he still loves this place. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah, you know, and he's living a like a dad life now. Oh and, yeah, like, yeah, doing the thing. Drive like, the kids around to school, man. Yeah. You guys know how it is. It and was, it was like, yeah, it's yeah, weird. I do. We do. Yes, I do. <laughs> I, I'm impressed you do. You know, like, memo's like, one of way us. To go. Yeah, I don't, he like, just has a hundred million dollars. Well, cool. ben, ben goes, "What are you doing with yourself now?" And you can hear me like, "I don't know." Playing golf, yeah. grabbing the kids around. I live in San Diego, Ben. Like, settle down. Like, gonna, let me do my thing, man. Hit soccer practice this afternoon, right? You know, like uh, it sounded. Uh, he sounded Phenomenal. great. Yeah, and it's cool. He's back. They they got the four right players, right? I mean, the the four you want to yeah. hear from. Four uh, biggest names of the era with uh, Darren and Booz and um, Memo and AK and AK coming back from Russia. You know, I don't that's think that's cool. happened very that's often. Really cool. So, um, Does AK not get? The love he deserves. He was here for a decade. Oh, he. Uh, this is where where we're we're gonna disagree. Yeah, AK gets too much love. Oh, you think oh. so? Yeah. I, well, I, well, he was a hot take on the '90s coming back. Yeah, like, well, I don't mean to be that. Well, I, no, but I will I say. Don't know, like, but the thing is, is that I would watch AK, and I loved watching because I was like. That guy works harder than anybody out there, right? Like he's just a guy who was undersized, but I he was—he's blocking shots, he's jumping out of bounds. So from like a, a television watching standpoint, yeah. But when you break down the numbers, it was never great. Well, like it listen, was, listen, you know who loved him was Larry Miller loved him. Yes. So yeah. I mean, you know the people who love AK. Like I tease Ben about being so romantic about AK. 
Uh, I I get it. Like I'm not I'm not coming at you. I Whoa. I totally get it. But he was also the reason that that team couldn't take the next step. I mean, he was a big he was a big part Lots of it. Of you money. didn't have to guard him. He he did not have a role suitable to his pay grade, which one yeah. wasn't his fault. He signed the deal, but it doesn't mean that it worked either. You know, and so he. He was he was a flawed player, and he had he had weird moments. The 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 Houston breakdown, you remember that? Oh you yeah, guys, I covered. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was in Were the locker there? room when he's in there reading a book. Like, I mean, dude, like some stuff. <laughs> Come on, man! Like, like, what are you doing? Honestly, and I I talked about this. We're gonna look back on this era with D. Will and in booze much more favorably than it was at the time. Agree. It was it there was some there was a lot of clunky stuff at the time. We were joking today about the WAG situation on the team at the time, which was oh, yeah. hilariously awesome. With uh I had forgotten that Memo's wife is a former Miss Turkey. Oh, yeah. Masha was a pop star. Yeah. She had a shop over uh, here. Remember we're like I mean, it was like this yeah. it was so weird. She had a shop at the gateway. Yeah. Not that not that, that had anything. But you to do could with go anything, over there, you'd see AK at the, yeah, <laughs> at the right. gateway, right? You know, which, was, out. which was honestly awesome. But like and the biggest storyline of that team, Jake, was there was always a friction between Darren and Jerry from the rookie year on and it finally built to what it was. That was always there. I could always sense it when I was covering the team. And Darren always had that chip on his shoulder, which he didn't need to have, but it was just his personality. And that was also, I, I think, part of that era's downfall was just he never just would let go of the chip on his shoulder. He wore it every day. It could be part of what made him great, too, you know. Maybe that he needed that chip. I, You know, I don't know. I, I find it interesting that Darren and the list of players like um, who feel this way is long. That they get removed from Jerry and they grow up, yeah. You, you know, you, we forget Darren. How old was Darren? He's he spent two years in Illinois or three, two. It may in be, Illinois. Yeah. So he was. He I was, don't know. What, I twenty one. Yeah, yeah he was, you he, know, oh, he's a young sure. person. Yeah. And so you you grow up, you mature, you look back, and you go, you know, it's kind of like uh, us with our own parents, right? Like, wow, they were really onto something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no, you you, know? you come around, and you go, they're not perfect. You have your beef with him, and then you go back yeah. and you go, oh, yeah. And yeah, I want right. to give Darren Williams a lot of credit for acknowledging that. Oh, sure. And you talk to him now, and you see his, everything he's done now, and it's just like, wow. They're doing like I mean, an all-cast tonight, he aren't they? He has really um, transformed. Into, you know, he's he's wise now. It's re- it's really weird to well, see that course. that growth in him from when we saw him in jazz locker rooms back in the day. Uh, you both knew me when I was that age. I was a complete buffoon. <laughs> I think we kind of. I mean, all like were, you right? change, you 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 change, and you mature, and you become more appreciative. Things it's the natural thing, yeah. you know. Yeah. And Darren was always smart. So does that mean you've called? Does that mean you've called? Does that mean you've called Ryan Hatchback and apologized for all those? Uh, all those. Oh, he owes me. <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> you, no, the, the colorful conversations no. you could have with Ryan Hatchback in the oh, day. Oh, I'm man. so grateful for Hatch. Hatch is the best and, and a huge deal, by the way. He was so my very first program director, so I don't yeah. know. I don't know what to think of. No, uh, I, I've always wow. loved Ryan. I, I I go back a long way with Ryan. Yeah. Uh, so let's. I know you got to get over the arena because you have a uh, an actual. Uh, well, it's a long walk, post. Alex. It I is. Mean, it is. It's, it's, uh, Tim, Tim LeCombe's going to be over there waiting for you. Going, where were you? Uh, before we let you go, though, let's talk a little bit about this game tonight with the with the Charlotte Hornets. This is a team uh, in the next couple of days. I mean, the Jazz could win three or four of these next games, uh, and really not. I wouldn't say without trying because a Will Hardy team does not try. But uh, this Charlotte game, I mean, this is a team who doesn't have any sort of future for this season. Um, I. 
Right, but they have played better since the trade deadline, which is kind of interesting. It's always funny. You know, sometimes teams react to that differently, including the Jazz, uh, of course, who I think it was a bit of a blow at the at the trade deadline, and understandably so. So I think as long as the Jazz play Lowry and Lowry plays well, I think they're going to win games like tonight, no problem, you know. Look, but the end of the NBA season gets a little wacky. Yeah, and, That's the thing is the yeah. question is do they want to win? Right. And, you, you know, they're not going to talk about that. Will Hardy's not going to talk about that, but we are because there's benefits by losing. Well, isn't that the, the great irony of this whole thing is it's not against the rules to tank, but it is against the rules to, to talk, talk about, about tanking. <laughs> <laughs> like, isn't that hilarious? Like, hey, we know the score. Just don't, t-. you know, like Jason Kidd made the mistake of talking about it. Yes. Last year. Right. He talked yeah. about it. They got like, fun. Oh, we're going to find you. Mark you Cuban's talk- all I got you. It's you fine. talked about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, that's- yeah. That's a weird thing. Well, tonight, I mean, obviously, I, I think people want to see whatever the next, uh, you know, last Thursday's game to see Keontae George. He's had moments, right, during the year, and and you see if they, maybe he can build off of that moment that he had. Lowry, by the way, did not have a, a great night. It was a night where Steph and Lowry didn't have great yeah. nights at all. Everybody else around him had insane shooting nights. But uh, the Hornets coming into town. Are they the worst team in basketball, though? They, no, no, no. No, Brandon didn't. Miller's good. Yeah, Brandon Miller's pretty good. Yeah, they got some young guys. Um, they're not the Pistons. Though, so. They are not the Pistons. No. Um, but yeah, listen, like, it, you know, the, the young players, if, if they're going to lean into that and play them more, it's, it's, you know, it expect clunkiness. Although yeah. I think Keontae George has proven to me anyway, you guys may disagree. I think he's already, he's an NBA rotational guy. For sure. I mean, he's, oh, no he's, he's proven that this season. And so, you know, if you've got to lean on him to win basketball games, they're, there are others that are not so proven, so if, don't worry. I, you know, not so concerned about him. But if you, if you can score thirty-three points in a game and shoot nine of sixteen from three, like yeah. you have, that you show you've shown your potential. Now he's got to stand in front of his guy. Like we've got to figure. Yeah, you know, play some he's got to figure that out. That's, That's part of the true. NBA but, deal. Yes, but yeah, but he's gonna be fine. I mean, yeah. Hendricks has a long way to go offensively, but if he gets after it defensively, it could be useful. I mean, Sensaba, I, I, I just haven't seen enough of to know how far or how close he, he is or is not. But, you know, Kessler's going to have an impact. Young guys are going to, you know, I don't want to say they're going to sw- sink or swim because I don't believe that with the young guys because Lowry's yeah. that good. Like, he's going to win you a bunch of games. But um, we'll see. It, it, it should be fun. I, I hope they play all their guys and they make a push for the play-in because why not? You know, it's tough when it's tough when you're losing games. By the way, seven guys on this current roster who are born in the 2000s, so – Wow. All right, we got to stop that. <laughs> that is, <laughs> that is in no way depressing. Including, including uh, THT, Taylor Horton Tucker, who is born in 2000. Looks oh, like dude, he's 31 years at old. At least you guys get to talk to, to Jeremy every day, who's who's at least, you know, in the age range or whatever. I, uh, we, oh, I, we Sarah, got, Sarah will make you feel young. Oh, She'll make dude, you feel we young. Gotta, we got to talk to Sarah every day, and she's like, we make references, and she no. just looks at us with this look like, I. I don't, I don't know what Sorry, you, who, I don't, is, who is Masha uh, Kirilenko? Yeah, Sorry, was she an I'm, important figure? I don't know what you pop singer? folks are, are yeah. talking about, but uh, yeah. <laughs> well, good luck with the uh, pre-half and post tonight. Right. Have fun with the coach. You Thanks, can hear uh, Jake yep. and Thanks, Jake. Tim. You. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us, man. What an awesome night. Uh, again, I got into sports radio in the 2000s. My first, my first job in radio was in the 2000s. My first time sitting next to somebody in a sports radio studio was next to Jake Scott, so... I'll always remember those times, man.
Your home for the best coverage of the Jazz, Utes, and Cougars is right here on The Zone. This is JJ and Alex. Presented by G2G Bars. On 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Opportunity sees everything you ever wanted. One moment that you capture, just let it slip. Yo, his palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. There's vomit on his sweater already. Mom's spaghetti, he's nervous, but on the surface, I couldn't have a 2000s conversation without Eminem. And it holds up, which is always good, right? Still relevant today. Yeah, I remember, yeah, the first time you hear Eminem, you're like, this is different. Yeah. And uh, the voice is distinct. And uh, This is the anthem of many. The flow is very much Eminem. But yes, uh, 2000s, honoring the jazz teams of the Decades across the whole year of jazz basketball. We got through the 70s, the 80s, 90s, now the 2000s. Are they going to do the 2010s? Like, that was a decade too, right? That was a decade. And technically started 15 years ago. I mean, like... You have Ty Corbin and Roger Bell back. Ooh. Uh, if you were to say, yeah, no, Darren Williams, everyone's going to get back to loving again and Ty Corbin we're not going to like anymore. Oh, <laughs> uh, look, let me say this. Oh, like, he's going to get it. Uh, once oh. a jazz man, always a jazz man. Ty Corbin was a player on some great jazz teams. He was an assistant to he Jerry. He was a terrific assistant on Jerry Sloan yes. forever. He was part of that run. It just didn't work out as a head coach, and it didn't work out anywhere else too. Some great assistants, some great guys just never pan out as head coaches. We're seeing with Jacques Vaughn right now, who got fired by the Nets. Like, there's just it's really hard and it didn't work out here it didn't work out well uh jake and ben were able to uh land an interview with memo today which is awesome especially because jake you know like he was talking about it was awesome to have that interview with him because that's the guy who he you know covered from the entire time he was here in utah and got to be in those locker rooms and uh, and cover the team their conversation with Memo occurred today, and uh, here's what Memo had to say with Jake and Ben. Take a listen. A quick story about Jerry. I mean, and uh, I was free agent 2004 after we won and beat Lakers in finals in Detroit, and uh, became free agent. And uh, uh, I was to sign a six-year six-year deal with Jazz. My first day here, as soon as I arrived at the airport, I get, I get picked up and on my way to a hotel. And everybody was talking about Jerry. You know, I, knew, I always knew Jerry was a great coach and great leader and great guy. But everybody started talking about, like, are you in shape? I was like, I guess I am. I worked out and I play for national team somewhere. And, okay, that's fine. <clears throat> so go straight to the arena or practice side. And people ask me, are you in shape? I was like, this is like getting old. I'm in shape. I'm, I feel great. I worked out there, right? So day one, training camp, after first practice, I was not able to walk. <laughs> then they look at me like, 
we asked you that. So there's a between being in shape and Jerry Sloan shape. Yeah. So I realized there that I have to be in shape every day. I have to be able to run every day. So it kind of like that's how we started. And uh, I think Jerry, for me, the best coach ever happened to me in my career. And uh, as far as like he was always a straight shooter, right? Nothing behind your back. I had some coaches done, you know, things behind my back. And uh, he told me that, hey, kid, if you don't get in shape, I can't start you. I can't play you. You better get in shape and come back. And then we go from there kind of feeling. That was like day one in training camp. So kind of like uh, helped me through my career how to be professional, how to become like a better player, and on and off the floor, better person. So kind of like uh, like I said, it's, he was the best ever coach in my 20-year career. Well, Memo, you're back to celebrate the 2000s decade night for the Jazz tonight against the Charlotte Hornets. Carlos Boozer back in town. Darren Williams back in town. We've seen those guys quite a bit. We've seen you a little bit. One player we haven't seen in a long time is Andre Karolinko. After he left the Jazz, we've not seen a lot of him. What's your relationship been like with Andre, and what was it like playing with him? We still keep in touch, keep in base with uh, also Darren and Boozer. I know they they close by, they in state, and uh, and I get to see them. I talk to them, and uh, for Andre, he, I'm sure you guys know that he is a president of Russian basketball, and he got involved all like basketball stuff over there, like uh, months and years. He was not able to make it over here because he was too busy doing that. And plus, this the war been going on for them. He couldn't get out and kind of like he had to kind of like uh, stay there, make sure everybody's uh, safe and okay. And but it's, we went out last night. We we, we were able to catch up and uh, and nice to see him. And uh, I'm sure the fans gonna appreciate it because he's in town. It'll be a fun night. So when you see these modern bigs taking threes and making literally hundreds of millions of dollars, do you think, man, that was me. <laughs> that I was ahead of my time. Well, I, I, I was one of those guys who started it. Yeah, you did. <laughs> me, absolutely. Rash, me, Rashid, and uh, probably Dirk was one of the first ones. And uh, so it's kind of like uh, that's, Actually, if I was in the league right now, it couldn't make a big difference, right? To look at the basketball they've been playing and they're playing right now nowadays, and everything is outside. Everything's become one-on-one, and uh, that's uh, I kind of blame my father and my mom. They could have waited the ten years, <laughs> and uh, so well, we get the game now. It's kind of like perfect my, my game, right? So, yeah. and. Uh, could make a lot of money. Let's say that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Memo, you look back at your career with the Jazz. You know, you make the conference finals. You make an All Star team. Right before you join the Jazz, you win the title with that 03-04 Pistons team. You've got game winners. You've got you know the two that you beat the Spurs when the Jazz hadn't beat the Spurs forever. You had the the late game baskets there. Do you have a memory that sticks out? I mean, do you have a single moment that sticks out, or or does it all come together? Uh, it's. I think that the, the, all the, the money man deal started with the San Antonio game. I had a put back, plus a couple of buzzer beaters and against Seattle. And uh, uh, there's so many, so many games I played. Uh, 
but being on the Western Conference Finals and uh, kind of like a, one of the signature memory for me. And uh, as far as individual goals and everything, I made I broke a couple uh, three-point make uh, in the per year. I had that uh, record. Then I probably either Joe or Gordon broke that and uh, took, it, took it away from me, but it's okay. I uh, also made All-Star Team 2007. It was kind of like all, all together. It's great memories, great times. All right, we remember a lot of made shots, big shots, all that. I want to ask you about two specific series against the Houston Rockets. We all know that you're so accomplished for your offense. I want to know what it was like when Jerry pulled you aside and said, see that mountain over there named Yao Ming? We're going to need you to take him out of the series if you could. Now, I want to ask you about that because you had two great series and you guys won those in large part because of what you were able, were able to do against him. Well, I believe that was back-to-back years, yes, correct? Yes, right. And uh, then also, I think Houston had a home court advantage on us. Both times, I think, and, right? Uh, yeah, and uh, so the matchup was different. Yao Ming didn't want to guard me because I was outside, and Boozer was always involved with pick and rolls, and you know how great the, the finisher he was. And they kind of like the opposite matchup, which helped me because uh, – I was out there because of the durable penetrations, buzzer, you know, kick outs and everything. And I was kind of free and uh, I was able to make those shots at the end. But the thing for me was the kind of like guarding Yao Ming was, uh, I think, helped me as far as like defending how to defend like a bigger guys, taller guys, kind of like I kind of like. Uh, got better doing that over the years. Then, because I had to meet him early, now don't don't give me to you know the the he's on space, make him t- over, make him uh, shoot over tough shots over my hands and box him out. Obviously, defending him was uh, really difficult for me, but we did hell of a job as a team and everybody helped each other. But on the other end, I was able to make those shots because the Darren is such a you know his great IQ and. Uh, great passer and uh, the teammates was able to find me and uh, and it was a good series. Memo Kerr joining Jake and Ben today. Of course, Memo has to be on that all-decade scene for the Utah Jazz in the 2000s. He's going to be uh, at the arena tonight. He and Darren Williams, Andre Karolinko. Who am I missing? Carlos Boozer. And Darren the Blues. Williams. Carlos has been making appearances at games all season, though. Yes, he has. Him and Ryan, him and Ryan Smith are like New buddies. Jazz ambassador. Yeah, man. All right, we'll take a break here. We'll come back when we do. We'll get you ready for the Jazz versus the Charlotte Hornets. Stay right here, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Hey, this is Chris from JCW's. If anything rivals our burgers, it's our bacon. It makes the perfect combination with our guacamole, jalapeno, or our hickory barbecue burgers. JCW's, quality and a lot of it. You know what's coming. Your daily deep dive into everything Utah Jazz. It's time! All season long and even in the offseason, it's Jazz Daily with J.J. and Alex on your exclusive home of Utah Jazz basketball. 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Get a 
All right, welcome back. It is JJ and Alex, 97.5 The KSL Sports Zone. Final time for us to be able to sit down with Haley, who's here with us from Hercules Credit Union. Haley, is it, have you had as much fun today on our show as we've had? Because yes. the 2000s uh, discussion. It's been yeah, awesome. Hey, <laughs> I didn't even, I blew right past Little John. <laughs> Remember that? No, 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 no. <laughs> Pronounce it correctly. Don't disrespect the man. <laughs> it's an all-time like, great. Well, you always say Little Smokies, so I obviously have to Lil, call them Lil Little Smokies. Little Smokies. Do you remember when Little John, speaking of the 2000s, remember when Little John came to, so Darren Williams was having a birthday party at the party, so, and Lil, Lil John <laughs> Lil John performed at the party, so he sat front row at a jazz game. Oh, amazing. And Lil John came through the tunnel, and we got him to go, yeah, right in our camera. <laughs> It's one of the greatest moments of my career. Hey, Jeremy, you know what to do. You know what to do. Please pull that drop. Yeah. That was my was impersonation. That or no, John? That was my tell. impersonation of you doing I'm impersonation. I'm pretty sure of that was Chewbacca. Little John. I, the way I say it like that is because he when uh, when Chappelle was on his show, by the way, Chappelle show, a 2000s. 2000s. Yes, thank you for bringing it up. Yes. Game and he goes, blouses. <laughs> blouses. And then he goes, uh, and when they did, they go, Little John. <laughs> they had like, I can't remember, it was one of their like draft nights or whatever. Yes. Little John. Uh, all right. Haley, enough of the 2000s talk. We got to talk about, uh, got to talk about a lot of folks. Uh, we got to talk about, real quickly about getting folks the protection that you guys are offering at Hercules Credit Union. What what can people do to get involved with Hercules Credit Union or final time talking with you today? What, what can they do to get that amazing protection you guys offer? Yep. They just need to come in, make an account. You can even do it online. And just get, open a checking account, really. Uh, and that checking account brings you, and, and it's part of the identity theft protection that you guys offer yes. as well. And it's uh, identity. What did the What did you guys call it? Identity Ultimate ID Ultimate Plus. ID Plus. Yep. And it just says, I mean, it goes without saying, in the name, you're going to get protection, and it's going to be Hercules, Hercules CU that does it. Hercules Credit Union, HerculesCU.com to find a location near you. And again, uh, if you are somebody who lives in one of the counties that is not far flung, you're going to be able to be a member of Hercules CU. That's uh, right. Hercules Credit Union, HerculesCU.com to find a location near you and to uh, enroll today as a member. Yeah. So there you go. Did we get it all? Yeah, we got it. Okay. Awesome. Haley, thanks for coming in. Thank you guys you for having yeah, me. We'll you're going to come in again. You're going to come yeah, in again. Yeah, ne- uh, not next month, but the next. Awesome. Sweet. Okay. Love this partnership. April. Love yeah. Hercules Hero of the Week as well that you guys do. It's amazing. So thanks right. for being Hopefully I'm still alive in April. <laughs> Hope I to hope see you then. so. No, you you will we be. We just got talking about. We just got done talking about our kids. I might not be alive. No, no, no. Or they might not I be am alive. An idiot. You'll live on through some person in Eastern Europe who has your name and That's your social true. security number. Now. Apparently, I own a horse now. <laughs> I own a horse outside of oh, Belgrade. Oh my gosh! All right, thank you, Haley. Thank we appreciate you guys it. so much. Yep. Let's go real quick, JJ. Break down of tonight's matchup between the Jazz and the Hornets. Charlotte coming in. Uh, they figured out a few things after the trade deadline, but they are not very good as a basketball team. No, they're not. This is a chance for the Jazz to end the four-game losing streak, and I think they do. I think they bounce back nicely after a nice break. Uh, Lowry Markinen, I think, will be fresh and have a big game. Jazz get the win. Jazz get the W. You just heard it. Jazz dub tonight. All right. I'm excited about it. Um, out of all the things you want to see tonight, by the way, did you see they have an alt cast that they're doing? Yes, they yes on the Jazz Plus. On Jazz Plus, very cool. You can actually go and listen to. I mean, I'm assuming they're putting them on the sideline and putting the head, headsets on them. Oh no, you've seen they they have a studio room. They, no, they'll they'll watch the game. Amazing. So they'll have the four players: Andre, Memo, Carlos Boozer, and Darren Williams with Thurl Bailey. And I can't wait to hear some of the stories that they tell from that era because I I covered that. I was in their locker rooms. 
it'll be really interesting to hear what they say. Just hearing that uh, Jerry Sloan story that Memo told, he's like, yeah. everybody keeps asking me, are you in shape? Are you in shape? I'm like, relax. I play basketball. I just won a championship. There's a difference between being in shape and being in Jerry Sloan shape. So you're going to hear stories like that. That's going to be a lot of fun. We'll be able to break it all down tomorrow, of course, as well on a Friday edition of our program. We'll be back right then. Coming up around the corner, it is the Jazz Radio Network. It is uh, Jazz pre-half and post and the call, of course. Jake Scott and Tim LaCombe standing by, 97.5 DKSL Sports Zone.